The Cell Phone Junkie Podcast, Special Edition, CES 2010. Live from CES 2010 in Las Vegas, my name is Mickey Papillon from The Cell Phone Junkie, and I'm here with the group from the Smartphone Experts group of websites. We've got Renee Ritchie from the iPhone blog, Kevin Michaluk from Crackberry.com, uh, Dieter Bone from PreCentral, uh, Matt Miller from Nokia Experts, Phil Nickinson from WM Experts, and Casey Chan from Android Central, as well as a couple other guys from uh, crackberry.com as well. Hopefully we'll hear a little bit from you guys, although not a lot of Crackberry news here this week. But we're going to talk a little bit about it. it is Wednesday night. We'll call it CES Eve. We've got a lot of stuff that we just saw at the Pepcom event, and we're going to talk a little bit about some of the recent announcements that just came out from some of the different manufacturers with their new devices, such as the Nexus One and, of course, the Motorola Backflip, as everyone has seen now, uh, also an Android device, and a few other things. So let's start off with talking about those because they are the ones, kind of the key ones that we've just seen this week. The Nexus One came out from HTC and Google in an announcement this past week on Tuesday in, uh, in California where they talked about the, the new device, the Snapdragon processor device, and a lot of good stuff that came along with it. Let's kind of go through the specs a little bit, and then we can kind of talk about what we thought about it when we saw it tonight. All right, well, this is Phil. They've got... The Snapdragon processor, 1 gigahertz that we're seeing on other devices, uh, the Nexus One has it as well. It's got an OLED screen, which will also bring in new clarity while at the same time helping battery life, which the Snapdragon processor also does. Uh, the Nexus One will have Android 2.1. It'll be the first and only device right now to have 2.1, although we know others are getting it in the future. Um, with 2.1, it's got a new gallery, new photo gallery, uh, which is very shall we say spiffy um, it's much more animated um, the app drawer is gone and has given way to I'll give credit where credit is due Dieter calls it a garage door I'm calling it a Rolodex instead of just a big place to deposit apps that you don't necessarily use on your desktops um, you can kind of flip through them and you're going from three home screens to five so I guess what are the what are the the, the biggest changes, though, obviously, we've we, you know the, the five megapixel camera is a nice thing to see. Um, you know, what are some of the other big things that are that are really going to be interesting for people who? Because obviously, the, the the thing with the Nexus One is that it's it's the official Google phone. Google.com/slash/phone gets you to this device. Yes. You can now get it on either T-Mobile or Verizon coming in the spring, and then of course they're going to be selling it unlocked as well. So if you want to get it unlocked, you can do that, and internationally too. Yeah, it's coming to Vodafone in a couple weeks. They said. Well, they said within weeks was the line they put out today. If you buy it unlocked, you can use it on AT&T, but you can't get 3G with it um, because it only works on T-Mobile's 3G bands right now. Um, it, yeah, it, it's a big thing that Google's selling them, but it's also not a big thing. A lot of people were looking at Google to bring out some game changer, some paradigm shift, some whatever. What they brought is a really solid phone, and they brought Google actually selling the things and, and taking care of that in the business. People are calling them iPhone killers. They're still looking for an iPhone killer. I'll say it again. There is no iPhone killer. The Nexus one is not an iPhone killer. But it's a very, very good phone. It'll be really interesting to me to see how Google advertises it, how they market it, or if they market it. 
Well, we've got one person here with one. Matt Miller decided to pull the trigger on it yesterday, got it shipped <laughs> overnight and picked it up today in a relatively destroyed box. I'm actually surprised the phone is still intact, but uh, what do you think so far? I love it. And you know what the funny thing is? If you follow my Twitter feed, I was like, I'm not going to buy that. They're talking about this Google phone. It's just another upgraded Android. But for a T-Mobile customer, I mean, it has 3.5G, and now we have 7.2 megabytes per second downloads across the network. I mean, I had a G1. This is a nice upgrade, and um, just have to get used to the on-screen keyboard. Um, the interesting thing, though, is is the whole Google selling it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's unlocked by Google, but 3G is only on T-Mobile, so it's really not unlocked. See, I don't, I don't quite understand what the game changer is with Google selling because it's not like you know overturn the entire system of the industry of contracts and pricing um, but it's also not just well Google has a store like you know Wirefly or Amazon has a store right I mean they're more involved um, and like it's like they basically commissioned HTC to make the phone for them um, so in that sense they're they're like they're in this weird middle ground between like just another phone reseller and like a full-on carrier Right? They're kind of like putting themselves in that spot in between where like they're more powerful in that they can actually like request features on phones and get involved in the design, but they're not so powerful that they're actually like selling you the service plan. Mm-hmm. They're just sort of blurring the line, not crossing. <laughs> yeah, and, and I don't understand like the simplicity. simplicity. Simplicity that's what they said during the presentation on Tuesday. They want to make it simple to buy it. They want to make it easy to buy it. If you want to buy it unlocked, buy it unlocked. If you want to buy it with T-Mobile, here's how you're gonna here's how you're going to buy it. Much like if Apple said, "Here's a phone. Here's how you're right. going to buy it." Well, I mean, the thing is, it's easy for new customers. Right. It's easy. It's for, difficult for existing customers. It's easy for us too, but it's not easy for somebody who's just walking in the walking in the store and then they don't know about the Nexus One and they they might not know if there's not a demo unit inside the store. Right. Yeah. Casey's Casey's exactly right. Yep. The reason that one of the reasons that the buying a phone is so complicated and confusing is because it's complicated and confusing. There's lots of carriers, there's lots of phones, there's a million different plans and, um, you know, Google's saying that they're going to just, they're going to fix all that by opening up a, you know, a, a middleman web store. Um, you know, I I don't know that it's going to do anything but, you know, give them, you know, a little bit of a profit margin that they didn't get before and that's, I, that's if you had asked me, that's what they're really looking for. I think also, like, Google in general seems to, it's hard to figure out Google's strategy because they're, they're not like Apple. They don't make their money on hardware. They're not like Microsoft. They're not trying to push a platform. But at the end of the day, everything they do, whether it's Google DNS or Google Gmail, it's about making it faster for people to do things that Google wants them to do, like faster to get on the web, faster to use web apps. They want to push the industry. And a lot of this looks to me like a way for Google to muscle the entire industry into doing things that are better for uh, them to get Google services in front of eyeballs, which is their version of iPods. They want eyeballs, and this gets them more of that. I mean, do you think this is the right way to go? It's obviously not the, the typical carrier model that we have here in the U.S. Uh, or in other countries, for that matter. Is this something that people are going to understand? I was talking to someone today who I actually convinced into buying it, was looking to buy a MyTouch 3G, and was ready to pull the trigger today. And I said, stop. You need to look at this. <laughs> stop. You need to look at this Nexus One. This is a great device. It's got a faster processor. And you're gonna, if you're looking at the, at the MyTouch, you're going to absolutely love this device. And guess what? He did it. But he was a T-Mobile customer. Like you were saying, it is not the same price for an existing T-Mobile customer as it is for a new customer coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you can't just go to the store and pick it up. He's like, well, I'm going to go check it out. I'm like, 
no, 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 that's not really how you, it works right now. You got to go and actually, you know, I'll send you some pictures of it and you can take a look and read about it, but you have no idea right now. You have to be Google that, aware. That's what Casey and I were talking about is a lot of people other than us, they don't buy a phone unless they can actually touch it first, right? Yeah, yeah. Especially if you're going to buy an unlocked one, right? Yeah. So can the, they never said anything about retail, but why couldn't the stores have a couple models in the store with a PC right there? If you like that phone, go and order it. No, people would not. People want to walk Dell tried that. the phone. There's no way that would work. Remember the Dell kiosk? You couldn't actually get the Dell stuff there, but they had a computer and you could order it from Dell online after you tried it? Mm. So do you think this Google thing will be exclusive? I mean, this is the way it's, it's going to be done with a Nexus One, or is it just a temporary... But here's the deal. thing, like you, like you have a Gmail account, I have a Gmail account, everyone in this room has a Gmail account, but they're still number three, right, in, in, in email addresses, Yahoo and yeah. Hotmail are ahead yeah, of them. that's true. So you've got to be invested in Google to get this phone, yeah. because you have to have a Google account to even buy it. Right. So it looks like they're also specifically targeting, like almost like us, you know, it's a certain segment that they want to get this phone to. Which brings me back to, are they going to market it? Um, I need to check right now, but as of this morning, they hadn't put a link on their homepage like they did with the Droid. When the Droid came out, when you went to Google.com, I, I think they did. Did they today? Yeah, they did put it up today. Yeah, yeah I saw that. Yeah. So that's See, kind of the question: is you know, what are they are, are they going to push this to non Google online? People? They're going to push yeah. it. So I mean, the, the idea of like, okay, I've got a metaphor. I'm, I love metaphors. So. <laughs> <laughs> so buying a phone right now is a huge gassy swamp. It's a morass with weeds and alligators and mud and like weird gases. It's a quagmire, right? Grass? Morass. Yes. What the hell's a morass? <laughs> it's an American word. I'll tell you later. Yeah, it's a word. It's an American word? Yeah. yeah. Don't know. It's like no. a bog? Yeah, it's like a bog. A bog, a morass. It's a quagmire. Carry on, sorry. Yeah. I just wanted to say something. Evan Mitchell, everybody. And Mickey's dead to me for not recommending the bold 9700 on T-Mobile and instead pushing like <laughs> Dude, I have this metaphor. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm done for the rest of the show. See you guys. <laughs> and we want everybody wanted Google to go in there and just like tr- build a canal and like have it be a nice clean way and you can navigate through. But instead, they just sort of like waited in and said, "Hey guys, we're over here in the middle of the morass." And they think that they're not going to stink. And they totally are. And I just, they need to, they, if they're going to claim to be doing something huge, they should do something huge. But they're not. And so everybody's like, well, okay, we'll buy it from you, I guess. But they're Google. By, by definition, when Google does something, is it not a big deal? Because it's Google in scope? I guess. Yeah, they get a lot. And if, I think most, Matt and you said this before, that if Microsoft does a similar thing, they don't get anywhere near the geek love. That Google does the exact same thing. Well, they weren't the only device that came out on Android this week. The uh, Motorola Backflip was a device that we saw. It just came out, what, four hours ago, five hours yeah. ago? And uh, interestingly, this one is, it, it takes an unconventional design and sort of makes it functional. I don't want to say that I, I was totally blown away by it. I mean, they're, they're, they're going for unique. I mean, that was the whole thing. They, they take, and you've got a, a, a full screen, and on the back of it, you've got a keyboard that literally unfolds from underneath it and uh, will then give you your traditional landscape QWERTY style keyboard. It also has a third mode that is what they call their desktop mode or alarm clock mode or something like that. Uh, There's also on the back of the actual screen itself you've got a place where you can put your fingers and 
behind the screen actually manipulate what's happening. Uh, think of like the trackpad that you've got on any traditional laptop. That's essentially what's on the back of this thing that allows you to swipe around and scroll around on the screen and stuff. Uh, a little kitschy in my opinion, but maybe it'll be interesting. Uh, we were just talking about this a little bit before, probably targeted towards a younger demographic. What do you think? It's kind of like a circus phone. It just contorts <laughs> in ways that, that phones aren't supposed to do. When I first saw it in still pictures uh, that had been leaked, I was like, what the heck is this? And why do I want it to do this? But when you see it in person, it makes a little more sense. I think you're right. I think it's going to go to the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also cool. It's got a front-facing camera right? Yeah. through these contortions, which is something no other phone in the U.S. has. Because the carriers always strip it out. Uh, Europe gets them, but by the time it hits the U.S., the front-facing uh, cameras are gone. And they specifically did that so you can take a self-portrait and upload it directly to Facebook right then, one touch. Mm-hmm. So that makes it obvious who they're marketing this for. Yeah, I mean, I know they're different carriers and, and maybe you know different markets, but for some reason it's been in my head ever since I saw it in person that there are a ton of uh, LG Lotus users mm-hmm. that are going to fall in love with this phone. Because, you know, LG Lotus is a non-standard shape and form. Um, and, like, this is too... I don't know. For some reason, it just feels like this is the upgrade for Lotus users. But, you know, Lotus is brand. Blah, 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 blah. But, like, that's sort of the space, I think, that it belongs in. And I think it is a mid-level type device, too. Because it's one of the 528 megahertz processor. Yeah. You know, last year's processor kind of thing. Uh, the keyboard actually is very nice, though. It's, 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 quite, it's quite big, yeah. yeah. Well, they were saying, though, when you, when you design it like that, where you don't have the sliding mechanisms, they can take full advantage of the, the real estate of the screen because the actual mechanism itself is essentially on the bottom of the, uh, of, of the screen or the top of the keypad, and that's where all the movement is done and not on the sides. And so they can basically extend it out to the full extent of the device. It's not that big. I mean, it's probably the size of, uh, I don't know, I'm thinking like an E75, maybe a little bit bigger than that, but, you know. It's Close to the click, I think. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. it would be the click. Yeah. If you're this is a lot better than the click. If I yeah. had to choose between this and the click, I would, I'd, I'd pick, take the backflip yeah. every time. Yeah. It's odd that the keyboard's exposed all the time underneath it like that. It's deactivated, though. So. Yeah, I know. And, and, it's, and it's recessed just enough, so when you put it on a flat surface, you're not going to apparently so, bump it, buttons it, or A new moto blur or the same moto blur? Same. It looked like the same moto blur. Yeah, they, they, were, they were running 1.5 or 1.6. Didn't they promise at the, in the Q&A in their session today that they were going to fix battery life and improve it, and yeah. keep improving blur? Yeah. And the guy at, uh, well, I went to the Motorola event when the CEO announced it. He said that all Motorola Android devices are going to get the 2.1 upgrade. So so that's good. So Droid users uh, you know, will be ready to go. So no timing on that, though, yet? No, no. no. Okay, okay. Uh, we also had some other stuff. We had some BlackBerry news, obviously not real exciting, but uh, there was the the presenter, I guess is what it was called. Yeah, the BlackBerry presenter. It kind of uh, plays on their whole, I guess they have the BlackBerry Music Gateway, yeah. which allows which you to use that. Product. Which is a great product. allows you to uh, take your BlackBerry, which has music on it, connect to the Music Gateway via Bluetooth, and then the Bluetooth Gateway is connected to your car stereo or home stereo system, that kind of thing. And the new BlackBerry presenter does that, except for PowerPoint presentations. So you connect this little box via Bluetooth, and then that connects to your projector or monitor, and you can play your PowerPoint presentations off your your battery, which is kind of cool. Not a mass market accessory by any means, but I think something a lot of, uh, probably a lot of existing BlackBerry users will find fairly uh, productive and useful. Yeah, it's one of those things if, you know, typically when you're doing a presentation, you're, you're walking into some sort of conference room, 
and you find yourself there with essentially what a VGA cable and sometimes a, a three and a half millimeter cable that you plug in and that's exactly what this thing does is it allows you to plug in both of those into this device connects back to your bl the Blackberry by a Bluetooth and boom there you go your pre presentations are up and up and going so and pretty well received if you read through the the comments on the blog post we posted so much but more than I thought you know I thought it was kind of gonna get like so is Blackberry entering the enterprise market with this <laughs> <laughs> it's not, so, not so much the enterprise market as it's the uh, Road. Shut up. <laughs> the, the, the one question I had was, Jeez. it's I, I read through everything, and you have to uh, install software for the presenter, or whatever. But if you know, with documents to go, if you buy the full version, you can create PowerPoint. Can you just take that, create it on the device, and then present it, or does it have to go through a desktop conversion to be presented? I th I think they're working with documents to go as one of their partners or DataViz or whatever. Yeah. So. I think like it's it's starting with PowerPoint. Probably, I think it, the on-device PowerPoint should work from from DataViz. I so, think. You, so if you go on the road, you really could just carry your black. I think so, it. but I think they're going to keep rolling out more compatibility for it. Because my thing was that like, you should be able to watch a movie, huh. right, and project the movie up. But no, it's like only PowerPoint to start, and then. I don't well, know why it seems weird. But. Well, I mean, but I mean, well, it's, it's Bluetooth. You can only transfer data so fast over Bluetooth. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be limited. It's one meg, I think, is be. what Bluetooth is limited to. One uh, meg a second. Okay. Yeah. Um, but no new hardware, uh, no new software. CTIA Fall showed us BlackBerry 5 officially came out with the stress test, of course. Uh, for those that remember that. Uh, Messenger 5.0. Yeah, yeah, or sorry, Messenger 5.0. It, it's still the eve of CES. I was really hoping we'd see the Pearl 9100 get announced this week. Yeah. Not, not sure it'll happen. Kind of doubt it now, but uh, I was hoping. Well, maybe I guess there's what else is there that's on the on the horizon? Tour two on the horizon, but a ways out I think. Probably more like February, March. Touch screen with a full uh, Dakota yeah, codenamed Dakota. Same thing. Probably a wes. You know, five months out. So. Okay. But we got a bold ninety seven hundred, so nobody's really rushing. <laughs> I was gonna say you don't need. What do you need? Else. That's it. We've <laughs> we've hit Mecca. You're ready to go. Uh, on the iPhone side, I think there were about 3,000 applications released today, as there are every single day. <laughs> Facebook with push notification today. That you know was what? A big deal. Yeah, that's a, that's a real good one. I was I saw a couple of tweets today. People were saying, "Wow, it's great!" I didn't even realize I got push notifications now. That's and contact yeah. uh, syncing or whatever too. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. So that's bigger than push for me. Well, push is what everyone was waiting for, so that when someone invites you to the paintball game in UK, you can tell them immediately <laughs> that you don't live in the UK. But no, everyone was waiting for it. They were worried that when um, the developer left and that he had a squabble, he didn't like the App Store approval process, and he left uh, Joe Hewitt. That you know maybe it would stagnate, and obviously Facebook wanted to show that they're getting 3.1 out. Kevin accused us of stealing push notification from BlackBerry, but um, you know they've got that. And yeah, there's tons of applications. EA was showing off Spore 2 and a new versions of Sims of uh, Sims 3. Tons of iPhone cases. But really, you know, we're on Apple's schedule, and there's supposed to be an event January 27th. Maybe they'll talk about a new iPhone, iPhone 4.0, a tablet. <coughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and that's all we can do is we can wait. Unlike the rest of you guys, I get I get one device a year. Mm. It's not a CES. <laughs> that's very true. But, you know, again, a lot of the vendors that we're going to see here this week are going to have their business models geared around the iPhone. I mean, look at how many vendors tonight we talked to where it was like, well, we've got an iPhone app or we've got an iPhone this. The install base is just, uh, if you count the iPod Touch, you're getting 60 million, approaching 70 million devices. Uh, Sonos told us today that the iPhone has been huge for their business model. They were a niche geek uh, product and now with the iPhone as their, 
essentially the remote control. They don't have to make a remote control. They don't have to make an interface. And it's been huge for their business. And I think just having that many devices that you can customize in the way that you need to customize them, uh, if people go in that direction, it can be very interesting for them. I, I was, you know, overall, I think that, you know, there's, there's nothing that's going to stop it. Uh, with the number of people that are, you know, switching to the carriers around the world that carry that device, um, we'll see what happens as we... Uh, people stay on AT&T in New York and San Francisco yeah. just to use an iPhone. It's, 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 it's got some kind of weird mojo. There's a guy at work who loves his iPhone. He says, I love this thing, but I can't hold a single call with my wife without it dropping. But I love this thing. I'm like, dude, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> one of the, I forget one of the developers. It might have been EA. We were busy uh, talking about the thing, and the phone rang, and he got and he got angry. And I do that too. I'm busy using Twitter, or I'm busy doing something, and the phone rings. I've forgotten it's a phone, and I just want to go back to using my device. Stop calling me. <laughs> Uh, let's talk a little bit too about uh, Nokia. I, there was I was at the Nokia table for a while, and I I, I played more with the the booklet 3G, um, and I, I thought it was uh, you know I'd seen it back in October. Uh, I don't have one. I haven't really played one since then. I thought that was kind of nice, but no real new hardware from them that I saw except for the navigation version of the 5800. Right? I think that's, that's the, um, yeah, that's it. The most recent thing that they've had. Yeah. And no software. You know, I, I made a list on Nokia Experts of things I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'll see any of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm even looking. I, I was even reaching for, you know, rollout of OV Store for N900. That's one thing. Yeah. That's one one thing we did see announced today. Oh, yeah? yeah. AT&T announced that uh, OV Store came to all their mm-hmm. Nokia devices. And you can go through carrier billing as well. Oh, Huge. All of their devices, so the E71X, E71X, and the S40. Uh, Surge, and then they've got like three or four Is other. Is it optional carrier billing or? Option. I don't know. Because uh, I don't like it myself personally. You just you rather use. I'd rather just card. use my credit card yeah, and maintain you. my own control over it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, but again, no new hardware. Um, I, I don't. We didn't really expect anything, though. I don't think. No, and I, you know, they have a keynote um, Friday. I'm just expecting cheerleading for Nokia. I don't really see any big announcements here. They have, they have Mobile World Congress. That's where they make big announcements. Well, they're such an international company. I mean, that's yeah. the biggest thing for them. Why would they you know, right. announce something now? And they haven't shown a huge push in North America, so why start today? So. Good point. Good point. Uh, Windows Mobile. Uh, we had rumblings this week of Windows Mobile 7 maybe coming this year. LG kind of let the cat out. Can you hear me shaking my head? <laughs> <laughs> clunk, 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 clunk. You know, LG said Windows Mobile 7 is coming in 2010, which we all kind of know is probably <laughs> going to happen. It's so. news because previously it had been delayed, so this is that, it's news because yeah. it's not delayed. Look, Windows Mobile 7 is coming in 2010 at some point. How many days into 2010 are we now? Seven? Six? Yeah. So we got, you know, 420, however many days there are in a year left. Uh, the, no, the big news today was that the HD2 was officially announced for T-Mobile. Yay! Yay! Dude, T-Mobile is cleaning house. They are. Now, they were so they quiet have... with smartphones, and now they're going crazy. Yeah. They're deliberately targeting Matt Miller's wallet. I know. <laughs> I just bought the Nexus One. Now I have to buy the HD2 in this couple of months. Right? Now, if only they brought their 3G network to, you know, me. <laughs> Um, no, that's the big news for, for Windows Mobile this week. Steve Ballmer in his keynote tonight did, in fact, say we will talk more about Windows phones at Mobile World Congress in February. So we, we'll be there. we expect the announcement of Windows Mobile 7 there probably. We don't know, but probably, and we will be there. How would you feel about that, that he just came out and just, I mean, I don't know. I, I heard that, and I kind of thought it was kind of like a brush-off, like we're not ready right now. 
it's not that unusual. I mean, Dieter and past CSs, they really haven't been too phone-centric. Yeah, they, and, and we didn't expect them to really be tonight. Yeah. Okay, all right. I'm just glad they didn't do Kitchen of the Future. This time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, what did they hit? They hit the sink and they hit... Uh, Forza, the Fort Xbox, is very right? Xbox. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was pretty interesting at that keynote. We just we had so many problems with both Sprint and AT and T trying to figure out a way to get a signal. Ugh. It was it was painful, very painful. So, not to mention the power issues that came up with Microsoft. So it got started about a half hour late. But I did discover that if you bring a Canadian iPhone into America, if it can't get AT and T, it automatically goes to T Mobile. If they could only bring that to American iPhones, I think we'd have a much happier reader base. <laughs> Unfortunately, though, you're on edge when you yes, well, the team. Yeah. It's but still it's faster than no AT&T, no, yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> Speaking of, trying to log in to something here. Uh, I just thinking about some of the other just general stuff that happened this week. Obviously, Matt mentioned that T-Mobile had talked about the launch of their 7.2 megabit per second network across the entire thing. AT&T follows suit the same day and says, guess what? We've done it, too. But our backhauls aren't <laughs> up to par, and so the Wait, fact which that, means what? What's a backhaul? Ba- well, basically, so the the hardware that they they've deployed uh, for the cell sites allows for connections up to 7.2 megabits per second from the phone to the tower. Backhaul means from the tower back to the switching station slash the internet. And unfortunately, you're not going to be able to get those speeds because they don't have enough bandwidth going from the tower sites back onto the network. So, so the bottom line is, T-Mobile has it everywhere. AT&T just says we will. Yeah, yeah. It's the same story with AT&T. Like, you you get five bars. You show a strong radio signal, but it means nothing. Yep. Yeah, it's unfortunate. You know, and I, looking, you know, for the last few weeks, I've been very fortunate to be able to play with the iPhone and. Um, the 9700 and AT&T side by side and, and what I'll tell you is that the iPhone is very deceptive in how it tells you how it's actually t- doing you know it'll show you five bars all the time I still am not able to I'm just trying to log into my Google account is all I'm trying to do here and it's not letting me do it you know and I'm sure I pull out the the uh, the 9700 here and I'm showing full bars I don't know what that means anyway what I've noticed is <laughs> that overall I've seen I've I've noticed that the the BlackBerry has been much more accurate it'll as the signal degrades it'll show me fewer and fewer bars and it'll eventually it'll just boom switch right over to each, uh, to the edge signal so uh, anyway but AT and T supposedly is coming on very soon here with uh, with their 7.2 megabit per second network. I was over with the guys at Clear for a while this afternoon mm-hmm. and talked with them about what they've got going on. A lot of new devices, laptops and netbooks that have the integrated 4G technology built into them and uh, did a speed test on it and got 9 megabits per second down, which I was just blown away with. Whoa. So I was pretty impressed with that. So they're, they've got some good stuff. So if you're in an area that's got the 4G coverage uh, from Sprint, also known as the Clear uh, services, you can... You know, hopefully take advantage of that, and if you're looking to do it, it looks like it's a pretty darn good service. And that so. was indoors at a convention. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, I'm sure there's a lot of things they're not telling us yeah, about the, how the they're tower in the middle. But that's okay. the tower in the middle of the room. That's okay. You know, it's it's that tall giraffe in the corner there. Yeah, right. right. Here's the thing: I was looking at a device that was not connected to Wi-Fi, getting a nine megabit per yeah. second connection. That's Period. awesome. I don't. Oh, yeah. Who cares how? Yeah. yeah. Black magic. It yeah. clears the old Zom or Zoom or. Yeah, they rebranded. Brand- uh, sort of. It's all known as Zom. clear now, right? It's all known as clear. Right. Ms. Y- clear Ymax wire. is clear. Yeah. Right. And then Clearwire is related, and like Google owns a little bit, Bright, Bright House owns, and then Sprint sold off, and it's a mess. Mm hmm. Other than that, though, uh, not much. 
from Verizon yet today. Again, it's been it was it was kind of a media day, not a whole lot as far as you know real exciting stuff that really came out. Um, you know, from as far as major announcements from the carriers, we had like I said some pre stuff um, come out here with Verizon talking about some rumors of the Pre Plus and the Pixie Plus as yeah, well. So we're we're recording before Palm's announcement, which is tomorrow, but. Uh, here's what everyone's assuming that we're going to hear uh, about the Pre Plus, which is a Pre with more memory, and I don't think anything else. The Pixie Plus, which is a Pixie with Wi-Fi, and I don't think anything else. We'll hear about both those phones going to Verizon, and we'll hear about both those phones going to AT&T, and we'll hear a lot about uh, developers, new develop, new ways to develop, how uh, everything Palm is doing to help developers, um, which to me. It, you know, take all that stuff added together, it's, you know, That's a lot. Palm's progress to become, you know, get back on track and, and continue what they've been doing. But it's not a sharp hockey stick spike upward for them. It's just, a, it's a continual gradual rise. And looking at their resources and what they've managed to do with those resources, like, it's impressive. But I just, I... I'm pretty sure that when you know conventional wisdom hits of what did Paul do at CES, most people are going to go, eh, they didn't do so much. They kind of stunk, and that kind of is a little bit depressing to me. But I mean, it's it, it's legitimate. Like I'd like to see them do more, but and and maybe they'll surprise me. Maybe it'll be huge. But you know, to my mind, it's a steady steady rise upward, and as long as they don't falter, they are going to. Be okay, but the falter, like they, they're still one step away from oblivion, one trip away from oblivion. Yeah, but a lot of people, and me included, really liked the WebOS and the pre. Yeah. The problem was the carrier. So by rolling out on AT and T and Verizon, I don't know. To yeah. me, to me, that's pretty big. No, I think it'll be huge, and and it'll be faster too because they're gonna hopefully start turning on uh, the graphics processor mm-hmm. and start using it more. So I mean, like I said, it's getting better. Yeah. Like relentlessly but the problem is that steady progress doesn't gain headlines and doesn't make people go ooh hey because they're competing with being best of show last year right will they be able to market and again any podcast I've been on in the past six months I keep talking about marketing but got because I really believe it's that important these days yeah will they be able to market with the likes of HTC and with the likes of Motorola and the droid line? Well, they claim that they are... Well, they do it without Creepy Girl. They're going to skip bar, <laughs> they got rid of Creepy Girl, and Verizon's going to help them. So we're going to see a new campaign from Verizon and Palm together, I guess, in the coming months. That's interesting, because Verizon threw the Storm 2 under the bus to promote the droid. And they, which, which master are they serving? Well, we, that's a whole other pack of wine. <laughs> Well, again, this was you know pre CES, so a lot of what we're talking about is going to be solidified, and we'll be you know a lot more coverage of it as you know the you know we'll get some more hands on time with some of these devices too over the next few days, uh, and of course a lot more news too, uh, which we'll be talking about on the next show. But wanted to throw out a special edition show here pre CES 2010 from Las Vegas here again with all the guys from the smartphone experts. Thank you all very much for your time. And uh, as Joey always says, we'll talk to you later.